Thank you for downloading this episode of the Football Purist Podcast. Please help by subscribing and check out footballpurist.com. Just when you thought we'd go a week without another heart attack watching Liverpool Football Club, Adrian makes a mistake, which we saw from Allison last year, admittedly, turning a 2-0 gritty away win into a nail-biter or a shot-taker if you're the Irish-American. <laughs> so with all of that, welcome back to another episode of the Talk On Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Hallett, and I'm joined by our talisman of instant analysis, Brian Painter. How are things hey, in Jeff. New York, Brian Painter? <laughs> it's a little steamy here today. Uh, and they make it even more steamy when the air conditioning in your apartment goes out, which is, well, which is awful. There's no two ways to put it. It's terrible. But how you doing, man? I'm glad to be back. Glad to be talking on the Reds uh, podcast tonight. And uh, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a good start to the season. I'm stoked. Yeah, this is always the time of year where I win the New York versus L.A. debate. So it, I'll it, take it. It, it, it is a solid debate. Well, it depends what part of LA you're in. Like to be fair, where you live on the coast, solid point. You're going to win that argument every time. But if you're in Inland Empire, no chance. Well, it is in Inland Empire still Southern California. <laughs> Longer conversation. <laughs> and uh, I'm also joined by the voice, our voice of the Windy City and Windy City Sports, Joey Vishing. Hi, Joey. Gentlemen, it's okay. I'm in, I'm in the best city of them all, so we're good. Yeah, you're not hot, suffocatingly, so you're just chilling. Painter, you don't like that uh, smell of just New York trash everywhere on a hot day, <laughs> on a hot Monday? You don't like that out there, man? Well, <clears throat> not really, no. Um, but I don't get to ride the subways anymore, so I don't smell it as much as I used to. <laughs> Upper crust. Yeah. Well, that's up. I I thought we'd get into, as we normally do, some headlines. Then we get into the match, look at the team as well as the player performances. Then we'll finish off with a preview of what's to come. We get a whole week of rest until Arsenal this coming Saturday. It's the late afternoon game too. So we'll chew through that a little bit and then we'll be out. But first, Mohamed Salah, one of our better players, yeah. <laughs> He's, uh, he's pretty good. Yeah, he's struggling with the Egyptian FA, as reported by CNN. He's, again, threatening to quit the national team because of everything we know about the Egyptian FA, signing different mobile phone carriers for ad partners, coming up with all sorts of extra events for Salah, who's struggling to keep up with the level of activity as a star would playing both national team and club. And if you're Salah and you've got a whole nation looking up to you, I guess this question is for you, Painter. You don't have that hair, but it's close. What would you do? Well, I certainly don't have his hair. You know, I mean, Salah's kind of in a power position right now because the FA, the Egyptian FA needs him way the way more than they need or than Salah needs the Egyptian FA. You know, you could argue back when he was at Chelsea and he was 21 and he wasn't getting many starts. He needed to continue to play football in the Egyptian FA, put him on the team. And, you know, that's all good and stuff like that. But at this moment, he's he, he's the biggest thing in Egyptian soccer history, pretty much. I mean, I'm, I'm not a, an expert on Egyptian football, um, but I have to assume that he's arguably their biggest star ever. And right now, he's got millions of people following Salah. They're not following the Egyptian national team. They're following Salah. And he happens to play for the Egyptian national team. So my opinion is, is that he can call his shot right now on how <clears throat> he interacts with the Egyptian FA. And, you know, you, you, you've said this multiple times. They're pretty corrupt um, for the most part. <clears throat> and they're taking full advantage of Salah's popularity. But at some point, if Salah puts his foot down, they're going to have, have to acquiesce uh, to what Salah wants to keep him happy. I mean, to keep him playing, because if he shuts down the national, you know, playing for the national team, they may riot. They may absolutely burn, you know, the country down. 
um, when it comes to football. Joey, have any varying opinion? No, I just have to side with our resident Egyptian soccer professional and Brian Painter on this one. Which he admitted from the outset. He isn't. But that's fine. Okay. No, no, he is. He is. Relative, <laughs> relative to us. He, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I, I know everything there is to know about Egyptian shock, soccer, Joey. Come on, man. <laughs> okay. We have uh, listeners in the Middle East, so we'll stop the jokes there. Um, <laughs> moving, moving on to the next story, and it'll be our final headline. Uh, I'm skipping over some other goalkeeper news that's sort of a data point. Harry Winks of Tottenham Hotspur coming fresh off of a 1-1 draw at the Etihad as this is behavior you would expect from Spurs supporters that love to celebrate a good draw, right? VAR had just given you and he fires a shot across the bow. Liverpool City need to fear us. Liverpool, that same team that beat them in the Champions League final, beat them twice last year. Didn't, didn't we do the double? Of course, yep, we did. It, it took some luck at the end on the second, but here's my question. Forget all the VAR sort of stuff and PEP, and we've talked that to death. If you're Harry and you're an attacking midfielder just breaking into the team, a young kid, is this the right move? Joey, is this one of the first things you do? It's He, he knows what's up. He, the, the, here's the, the real sort of underlying or I, I guess here here's like the real big picture though is is that we're talking about Spurs sort of in the same bracket now which is I don't, I don't want to necessarily say good for for football but I would rather have it be Spurs than Chelsea or United or even Everton but uh it it's just they they have a very good squad now after that happens you you want your players to come back and have that positive mindset and say these things absolutely um you you know you don't want to be like oh well you know they beat us, so we should definitely continue to fear them, and we'll try our best, and we'll hopefully do well against them. No, you want to come back, and you want to have that that positivity, hopefully get a little swagger in the team still. I mean, they need a trophy. Spurs need a trophy, especially under the manager that they have right now, who is widely regarded as one of the best managers in the world, yet he still hasn't won anything. So this is a big year for them, big, big year. They made a couple of good signings, and, you know, Again, I, I would hope that the entire team would sort of have the same mentality as as Winks. You, you have to if you're going to compete at the highest level. Painter, you've been on a team before. Would you want a young whippersnapper that's just <laughs> working his way into the midfield? Are you, are you using the word whippersnapper? Yeah, I did because <laughs> I'm pretending I'm 53, not 43. <laughs> but just breaking into the team, creating bulletin board material. I don't I don't think that's a good move on his part. Like, I mean, listen, I could see if they actually played him toe to toe. But if you look at the stats of that game, City absolutely destroyed them. And I watched the game and it was absolutely a hammering other than the scoreline. And to be fair, there was three shots for Spurs. I think there was 30 for City. Yeah, 30. I like mean, to 30. be fair, we we both know that they're they're not on the same level as City. I mean, it's, I think that's pretty obvious. But I still, part of me is just saying I I still think you want your players to have that elite mentality of of you know if we want to be the best, we have to beat the best type of thing. Uh, Joey, I agree hundred percent. I think I think that's a I like the attitude, but like they were so far off he's talking shit of course he is you know he's talking <laughs> shit i mean come on you 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 want him to say these things i mean coaches players people say stuff all the time that maybe they don't necessarily mean i mean hopefully you you'd want him to believe the things that he's saying but kind of like I when mean, jack sessions talk shit about arsenal at this point <laughs> <laughs> um but no but I, I agree winks 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 should should feel as a young kid coming up, you think you can conquer the world and, and, and you should want to be in that discussion. Um, he was part of the team that we beat in Madrid <clears throat> for the final. So I get it. I mean, li- listen, I, I, I'm glad he's doing it um, for his team. But like you have to look at it yourself in the mirror in the morning and say, we were miles off the pace of City in that match. Now, I'm not going to say they're going to have a similar statistical outing that, that they had against city with us. But 
they were miles off the pace. And, you know, to be fair, I think, you know, he needs to look himself in the mirror and say, why don't, before, before I start talking a whole bunch of shit and getting, you know, my rivals who arguably until proven otherwise are better than us. Why don't I just sit down in the corner and say, let me go out and prove it on the field before I start talking shit in the media. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Like, listen, if they come back and, you know, they handle business this year and do well, fair play to them. But they haven't proven that yet. And for one of the younger kids on the team um, to come out above all the senior veterans on the team, like Kane and, you know, Ali. Well, I don't even know if Deli Ali is even that senior, but Vertonghen and, you know, Alderwald, like, they're just none of those other guys are sitting there talking shit. So, anyways, that's my point. But I'm glad he did because now we have some bullets and board material for when we go into play them next time around. Okay, I think we've talked enough about the Spurs or any other team for that matter. Let's get into our boys. Into the match itself. So, beginning with setup, Joey Klopp went with you know the usual changes in the midfield. Front three or the front three, the back four, the back four, and the goalkeeper has a wounded calf, we hope. Changes in the midfield, yeah. what'd you make of them? Any surprises? Um, it was good to see Ox play, that's for sure. Um, it's You just want him to get minutes. The more minutes he gets, hopefully the, the more he improves. I think you know we all, I, at least I did, I, I really wanted Keita to, to stay fit. I wanted him to be a mainstay in the midfield. Maybe he still will be. It just seems like he's just got some bad, bad luck so far with injuries. I feel like maybe he was rushed back a bit too early or wanted to get back a bit too early. So hopefully he takes the rest that he needs to now to fully to, to heal up because I want him starting the midfield. You know, Fabinho is your mainstay now. There's there's no who else is going to start in that six role. It's going to be Fabinho in, in every important game. There's there's no question about it. I don't think anyone's going to have a problem with that. And again, um, just some some players that got a rest that needed to. You know, um, I <sighs> Genie playing in a holding role. He's done it before. He does a job. Can do it well. Um, Milner coming on. <sighs> I you I don't know. know. I, you know where it, this is headed. It's, it's, Come, Come on, I mean, it's I, Billy. Come on, right. he's the man, the myth, so, the legend. I get it, and I don't have too much, too many terrible things to say about him. Veteran on the pitch, he's he's gonna do a job for you. I, I it's gonna be chopping and changing a lot. I think with this midfield for the first couple of weeks, I players aren't fit. We got a lot of games. It's it's kind of like you just hope that Klopp gets the right mix. If we're just talking about purely what I would want my starting midfield to be when fully fit. It would be Fabinho in the holding role. Then you'd have Keita and an inform Ox. If not, then a Genie. Um, so that's that's what I would want to see in in the bigger games. Um, but in terms of this specific game, yeah, I mean, Genie does a job for you. It was good to see Ox get some minutes. That's for sure. Uh, he, 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 I think he finally settled down a bit, got a little bit of groove, had a nice little back heel, was feeling a little comfortable. So hopefully that that continues. Um, like you said, the front three is the front three. Sadio, Mane, best player in the world. Uh, Bobby Firmino, my favorite player in the history of the game. So <laughs> our our favorite. It's it's never a problem talking about those guys up there, and um, you know, I guess they they you could say that Southampton did a pretty good job on Salah, kind of containing him a little bit. Uh, bottom line is Liverpool just didn't play very well at all, but got a win, and and that's what you want to see a team fighting for the title do. That's what that's what they need to do. So. Uh, a lot more we can talk about about different positions, but if we're just sticking with the midfield here, it's it's going to be chopping and changing. I don't think anyone had a terrible game. I don't think anyone had an outstanding game. Yep. And then Painter hasn't huddled an old Klopp colleague from Bundesliga way back in the day. I think they both got into yeah. coaching at the same time. They were saying they did. They did their uh, they did their uh, licensing together. Their coaching licensing together. Right. Right. He's going still going with the back three, but. With Ben Benderek along with Vestergaard and Yoshida, I think Yoshida was the ad in the back line. Yep. They're headed towards a back four, but still in the development process. Any surprises in there, eleven for you? I mean, I don't know enough about Southampton to say that there's anything surprising to me. <laughs> but uh, you know, 
a new coach, I, right? <laughs> yeah, a new coach. I mean, listen, listen, they 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 came out um aggressive. They came out and played well. For the first 45, they were the better team. They cut us open. They sh- they had more quality in the front third. They're probably two or three up. Um to be fair. They had a number of good chances and we looked awful. I I I was sitting there in the bar and I was like this is absolutely pathetic. Like how we came out and played. Now, granted, we played two hours midweek in Turkey, which is a long ways away from <clears throat> Liverpool. So, um, or even England in general, right? So, like they they didn't get much rest, and they were on a you know what a five hour flight. I think it is. <clears throat> it's it's not a surprise they came out a little sleepy. Um, they came out, didn't look well, but then, you know, second half, again, arguably we could have had three or four going, you know, going in our favor. Uh, we weren't clinical enough. We did get the second Bobby should have tucked the first chance he got away, um, which was, a, you know, arguably is an easier chance than the second one. He's the second one he had that he scored. Um, but I thought Southampton came out and played well. Um, you know, they have, they have good players. Danny, Danny Ings, Danny Ings, Danny, Danny. God knows we bought, God knows we bought half the team over the years. <laughs> um, but yeah, they played well. And to be fair, um, I thought Southampton came out, pressed us high, uh, and was right at, right up for the fight in the beginning of the, in the beginning of the half, uh, or the beginning of the game in the first half. There was a difference in energy level for sure. Ward Prowse causing us all sorts of problems in the middle. Redmond usually on on the wing. That's just <laughs> what he does to our Reds. I like Redmond. I think yeah. we should have bought him. A- agreed. He does well against the big sides. He always. I feel like I don't know. He doesn't score that many goals, but I, I feel like I, whenever I see him, it's usually obviously against some of the the bigger sides because I, I would say I watch them more often, and he, he does it pretty well against them. I feel like. Well, that and we do we really have legitimate backup? I'd love to see an actual winger backup our wingers. Different topic entirely. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to the first goal, you know, we had a difficult first half, but Sadio Mane, a player that seems to show up in all the big moments for our club and especially the biggest of all, right? He performs on big stages. That's what he does. He did something that reminded us of a certain Brazilian that will go unnamed still. We still bull cut saying the words, but looked a lot like him, didn't he, Joey? New Bayern player, Felipe Coutinho, officially today. <laughs> Whatever. So yeah. at, at least he looks good in red again. That's that's fine. From the left, cut into the right, like I guess Phil used to do. But Mane's, God, Mane's got that such a quick first step. It's incredible. And to be able to get that shot off before the block came in, you know, he only had just a little bit of space to use. Just... Unbelievable player, like you said, shows up in the big moments for us when we really need him. His confidence has just got to be at an all-time high right now. I mean, the guy is just an absolutely incredible player. And, I mean, what else can you say? He's, he's absolutely integral to how we play. He's he's the guy, like, I feel like a lot of the attention is on Salah. Bobby, so, you know, that's where their main, whatever defense's first assignment is to try and stop Salah. Bobby is the glue that holds it all together, but Monty is your kind of wild card where you just you can't game plan for him. You don't know what he's going to do. He's super unpredictable. He just an absolutely incredible player, and you know hopefully he continues this goal scoring form and can maybe get the golden boot again this season. Painter just on the actual goal and his movement. Do you think it was his off ball work? Was it the extra attention because they were doubling Salah several points during the match? Like, how did he get well, get so free, create the space? Back to Joey's point, I don't think he got that free, to be honest with you. Like, he he looked, he kind of dabbled with it a little bit, and then he took one little cut to the right, and then he snapped his foot through it. Like, I don't think the, the Southampton defense was all that poor in defending it. It's just he got a, a, an inch of space, and he rifled it into the side paneling. Like, I... He doesn't. He doesn't strike me as like a clean striker of the ball, like where he just takes a long backswing and swings through it. That was like like a quick twitch. He just hit it and it was done. 
<clears throat> and everybody was just standing there like, how in the hell did he get that off? I think he created his own space. Um, you know, he, he, he ducked a couple defenders and then he got an inch of space and bam, he nailed it. I, it was an amazing goal and he just keeps getting better and better and better. And if he keeps, you know, performing like this, he's going to overtake Salah as our talisman on the Ooh, front line. That's a big and, call. Yeah. Like I, I just, I mean, he had two, you know, in the, in the uh, super cup and he had another one at the weekend. I mean, a lot of people he, feel that way right now. There, there's a no, genu- I agree. There's yeah, like genuinely a good amount of Liverpool supporters that think he's more important or integral than than Salah. I, I'm just glad we have that front three. Like, just incredible. I mean, if you just take any one of those three players out, out of the front three, you you put them on another team. Like, I don't know if there's any team that any of those front three that they don't get into, other than maybe if another team plays a certain way with their striker, like maybe Kane, uh, the way that Spurs player. Not not too many people, but like, I mean, Bobby gets into pretty much every side. I think Mane and Salah would get into pretty much any side. That's just how good they are, and we've got all three of them. It's crazy. I don't think Bobby gets into every side. And oh, no I reason, think I think he can even play in midfield in any side. Like that, I'm, I'm obviously no, I don't biased, disagree. I, yeah. I just think he's such an unreal player. I I, I agree. I, I I'm absolutely enamored with uh, Mr. Firmino. And I'm going to call him Mr. from this point forward because mm. uh, that's how much respect I have for him. <clears throat> but uh, I don't know if he's going to get – like you're not going to put him in front of Kane because Spurs play a different way, right? I think the, right, system, exactly, exactly. the system and Bobby go together like you know peanut butter and jelly. Like it just, it just works. And you know Bobby for us is – I don't know. He's the engine room that makes that all go up, up on top for me. Like when we were, we were playing like shit and they brought him on at halftime. Um, and then, you know, in the super cup and then basically the entire next 20 minutes, he was just running the show in the super cup. He just, he, for me, like he just works in the system for Klopp with those two on the outside. I just, uh, I, I don't, I don't know. I think the sum of their parts makes them better than them as individuals. Like, I don't know if you take Salah out of this front three or you take Monty out of this front three and you plop him into another top side. Like, if you plop Monty into Arsenal, I'm not really sure. Strongly get, disagree. I, I'm not sure he's he's as dominant um, because I don't I, know I can, if he's got I the I can understand game. the, like, as dominant part. I can, sure, I can understand that. But, I mean, to say that. No, he's Mon- a great player. Mane gets Mane's the best player in that Arsenal team immediately. No, hundred percent. Well, Florentino Perez wanted Mane, like really wanted Mane over a couple transfer seasons. The thing is, I and think he got like, a fat Hazard. I think instead. him like, and Bobby can play almost any way you want him to. The the only gripe that people have about Bobby, which is understandable, is that he's just he's a great finisher. I wouldn't say he's like a clinical finisher. Um, he's not that elite elite level, uh, but he does so much more. So I, I don't know. Like I, I get where you're coming from, 100. percent I just I, I don't know. There's there's no other front three in the world I think like this one. You could argue Barcelona now that they got Griezmann, um, but yeah, you know, well, it, it's, I th- yeah, uh, I think I think I think City, I guess. Wow, well, City's got embarrassment riches. I mean, right? Don't get I, me started. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> no, but I, I, Joey, I agree with you. I I, I think they're all world class you know, in, in their own right. I mean, the, the, what is it? The FIFA or the UEFA, uh, player of the year, uh, came out and we had four of the top six players in the ranking, um, for the Ballon d'Or or the player of the year. I think even the value too, with the, um, what is the CIES or something like that, that does the, the tech, like the transfer value of players and stuff. I think, yeah. Mane, Salah, and Firmino are all in the top six or seven or something like that. Yeah, you had you, you have Virgil, like the top three were Ronaldo, obviously, Messi, obviously, and then Virgil. And then the next th- the next <clears throat> uh the next couple were um Mane, Salah. I think there was you know a couple other ones, but I mean it's just insane how 
how well Klopp has bought and then how well he's coached them up to perform. Because if you remember a couple of years back, Sal- Armani had all the skills in the world um, in terms of pace and, and shiftiness, but he never put it together at Southampton. Salah never put it together. He had an all good season at Roma. <clears throat> but, I mean, it's the Italian league, so you kind of take that with a grain of salt because top to bottom, the Italian league isn't nearly as strong. I mean, outside of Juventus, it's it's pretty pretty pedestrian um, for the most part. <clears throat> and then Firmino at Hoffenheim, you know, who came in before Klopp, had, you know, or right when Klopp was coming, he was good, but he wasn't like – he wasn't anywhere near what he is now. I mean, fair play to everything – everyone involved. I think – I think that some of their parts make them exponentially better um, together than they would be individually on other teams. Albeit they'll be, they'll still be world-class players on other teams because they're that, that good at this point. But I just think them working together is, is amazing. Well, we got to spend a second as we advance through the rest of the match here on some performances from other players that may not be our best, but filling in. Adrian, and this is before we're going to get to the mistake in a second, but how about that save at point blank range off a cross from Yoshida? Up to that point, taking the mistake out, he's been performing pretty well, wouldn't you say, Joey? Yeah. Um, I mean, big, I mean, <laughs> there's a big, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not like, I, I don't think he's, he's been doing poorly. He had a, big penalty save to help win us a trophy. Um, you know, it's very small sample size. So he has, he has a, he has a good game and then he has kind of a stinker. I mean, he had that initial pass too, not the, the fuck up that caused the goal by Danny, Danny, Ings, oh, he, Danny, Ings, Danny, Danny, Ings. he had another fuck up at the beginning. Yeah. Um, right. That, that could have cost another goal. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, he, it just seems like he holds on for a little bit too long. Allison initially did that too. And since Adrian is just as good of a keeper as Allison, I think he will correct his <laughs> flaws. And, no, I mean, I think I think everybody knows. He knows now after he messed up. Uh, I think Klopp's obviously going to talk. You just got to get rid of it earlier. I mean, I don't know what you're looking around for. Just if, if there's any doubt, just boot it out of there. Um, yeah. And, you know, he'll learn that and he'll get better, hopefully. I mean, we're going to need him to because he's going to he's gonna have to be, a, a, I don't want to say a big piece of us, contending for the title but if he's going to be you know in the next six to eight games he has to be performing at a a very very at least for him a very high level i was just gonna say just to finish on adrian i i thought he played really well given the circumstances i mean 10 days ago he wasn't even a liverpool player um he came in won a super cup his first ever trophy uh as a player which major trophy as a player uh, played fairly well in the Chelsea game and then obviously came up with a big save. He made a couple big saves to Joey's point. He had a couple questionable moments. Um, <clears throat> but I also think it's his teammates too, feeling him out like, Hey, we can't pass the ball back to, to, to Adrian. Like we can with Allison. He's not the same player as Allison in terms of his distribution his technical foot skills, those types of things. So I think it's also some of our players saying, hey, probably giving it to this guy a little too much. And and plus when the idiot fan that slid into his ankle and did it, you know, you know, partially rolled his ankle in the celebration after uh, the Super Cup, I'm not sure he was 100% in that game, not, not using that as an excuse. But by and large, I think he's played pretty well given the circumstances. And... I also think our team is still filling him out as a goalkeeper um, and what he can and can't do. Um, so there's a learning process there, just like there was when Allison came in last year. And then just a few minutes later off of the Adrian save, these are the good parts of what Adrian did in the game. <laughs> we had yet another cross in from Trent. And I, I just wanted to take a second because I feel like I don't do it enough and appreciate that our creativity for the team is almost exclusively centered on our right back. He is time and again, the most dangerous ball in, you know, this particular ball was just inches from Bobby, but he appreciated the service. 
Joey, you'd have to go all the way back to what? Phil Neal? I mean, we've had this discussion about Trent a bunch of times that the should he stay at right back long term? Should he move into midfield? You know, he's originally a pivot guy um, in the academy. I, I don't know. You you obviously, at the pace he's on, you'd, you'd love to keep him at right back and just have him establish himself as one of the best right backs in the world for however many years it's going to be. Um, but there, there are a couple moments defensively where you look at it and you're like, you know, he could be a little better. Hopefully he continues to grow. He's still very young, but like to your, his services, it's incredible. And up until then he had what six straight games, I think with an assist or that would have been six straight games, something like that, which would have been a record. Um, I mean, he tied the record at five. Okay. So yeah. So right. So six would have been, uh, his own record, I guess. Um, I mean, it is crazy that Liverpool's creativity is mostly coming from fullbacks so you'd like to see a little bit more creativity in the midfield even though Klopp asks different things from different players but yeah I mean Trent unbelievable player every time he's on the right wing you just you know that he's going to play something and that's use useful I mean whether or not it, it connects to somebody on the on the other side it's it's going to be something that's playable uh, probably nine times out of ten which is unreal especially i mean the, guy, the kid's still 20 years old it's he's, yeah, he's it's now insane. got a he's got a fucking mural up on a wall in <laughs> liverpool like it's it's incredible what he's doing i i, you I came back to chicago joey they put a mirror, mirror up for you buddy i know that that's right that's right <laughs> uh, for many many different reasons other than my footballing ability so <laughs> not just that um chicago politics i've really cleaned that up over here so we're good um uh, but yeah i mean great player you hopefully continue to see growth out of him. You again, I, I just like to see him get a little bit better defensively. But um, I, you know, people people are talking about oh, Aaron Wan Bissaka and his defensive prowess. And yes, he's a very good defender. But I watched the United game today, and him going forward is just brutal. And they needed him at times. They needed Wan Bissaka. You know, he uh, but it just he's just playing one two passes like without really any movement, just back and forth, back and forth. When he had the chance to cross, it wasn't that great. He had the chance to shoot it and just skied it into the second tier. I mean, it's just nowadays, the, especially the way Liverpool play, you need your fullbacks to be an all-around great player, and, and Trent is that. Yeah, and uh, speaking of the updated, you know, the modern game where you've got your fullbacks bombing forward and creating all kinds of space, Klopp is going with a higher line this year, Painter. Uh, I know yeah. you've been involved in coordinating lines playing center back for instance <laughs> it's yeah it's not it's not uh it's not for the faint of heart because if you get it wrong you could be put to the sword pretty quickly um but, but led with, by van dyke it's a different yeah but i mean well that and also now you've got a var in there where we saw how close the, the offsides call was in the city game in the first game of the season uh, against West Ham, where it really was like millimeters where Sterling was offside. So I think you can you can gamble a little bit more because the accuracy of the call is always going to be reviewed in those circumstances, you know. And and in terms of Trent, you know, in in the back line, I think teams are targeting Trent and Trent's side of the ball because Trent likes to push forward. No doubt, and Matip's. Yeah, and Matip's not Van Dyke. So they're going to play it long over Trent's head, and he's getting caught out right now. To be honest, like we've been pretty poor defensively by our by the standards we set last season, mm-hmm. you know, in these first handful of games. Um, and we got to clean that up. Or, you know, a team with better quality, i.e. Arsenal at the weekend, if they get those types of chances and you give it to Lacazette and uh, Aubameyang, they're going to put those chances away, unlike, you know, a Norwich or a, you know, Southampton. So it'll be interesting to see how the, if we give chances like we did against Norwich in Southampton, we will give up goals. Those, those two strikers are very high quality strikers that know how to tuck away chances. Uh, Lacazette had a great one in, you know, last weekend's game to, you know, to get the first goal for Arsenal. Aubameyang had one um, the week before. So, <clears throat> again, we Aubameyang tied for, you know, the most goals in the, you know, in the Premier League last season. So 
<clears throat> we've got to clean it up defensively because we have been really poor by our standards defensively. But yeah, playing that high line, especially with VAR now checking every offsides call, um, you know, we're betting we're betting that Van Dyke and you know a high line and VAR can you know can win the day. And I don't disagree with it. Um, I am concerned a little bit because. Allison is a much more mobile keeper off the line, or at least it appears like he wants to come for everything. And I don't get the sense in the first two games I've seen Adrian that that is something he's comfortable doing. So again, if you're going to play a high line, you better have a keeper that's coming off his line to clean up behind it. So that's a good shot. um, You know, it'll be interesting to see how, if we can do that against Arsenal. Well, we're going to get, to that in a second here why don't we get to some good news (laughs) let's second half we step back onto the pitch joey it seemed like as we've been doing consecutive weeks we play a you know not so great first half and then the second half we really bring it and didn't take long or took 20 minutes to be fair for sadio to you know will his way to another goal this one was an assist to bobby Talk about that, that strike, the setup. I mean, he literally called Bobby over. You could see him. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're, Liverpool are such a good second half team. Klopp's really good at making halftime adjustments, whether that's tactically or just getting the boys geared up and ready to come back out. Mon, um, Bobby just, the way he sort of, not he didn't dummy the ball, but kind of like just the drop the shoulder to, to collect the ball, just threw the defender off and gave him that little extra step as well. And then the touch was great. And you, you slot it near post and wrong foot. The keeper is just excellent play by Bobby. Lovely first touch. I'm glad he's back on the score sheet. He really, I think he really needed one uh, to, to, to get the season going. Um, so, so really happy with Bobby walking with the goal, especially after the performances he's had. I mean, it's crazy. He, the guy's never won a major trophy in his life. And then in the matter of, th- Three months, he wins Copa America, uh, Super Cup, and Champions League. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, he's like drowning in silverware. <laughs> you would never say about a Liverpool player prior to. So why don't we get... Bob, Bobby likes his bling. He likes his bling, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and funny clothes, just like storage. But... <laughs> oh, storage. Um, <laughs> let's talk, speaking of awe, um, now we get to talk about the Adrian mistake. So we've had, had our fun... Now we're in the 82nd minute or whatever it was, you know, what was looking like a gritty 2-0 away win that we just needed to tidy up as we have become good at doing. Adrian essentially throws one into his net. Joey, this is not what we're looking for, obviously. Maybe Achterberg is teaching this. Uh, yeah, I was looking for it. I was I was hoping that it was going to happen so then he could just get his mistake out of the way and move on. And we all knew it wasn't going to cost us points anyways, just like Allison and Lester. So <laughs> golden. No, I mean, we all knew just from. Yeah, from what I said before, I mean, he's just he's got to get rid of it quicker. He'll learn that um, if he doesn't, Liverpool are going to be in trouble. Bottom line. Yeah, and Painter, it led to a very palpable momentum change in the game. It went from it did. I mean, there's there's no way we're gonna come back to oh geez, and you gotta love Danny Ings. I mean, he, his mm-hmm. attitude when he was, I mean, for the most part injured with Liverpool. Good lad, you know, all the luck and success to him. He got a goal from the Adrian mistake, so I guess that's a bonus on some level. I guess. Well, but, and, and to be fair. Ings probably should have tied it up. Oh, um, with that chance for sure. <laughs> he fluffed it in, and that was just it was it was an awful attempt. And yeah, he should have tied it up, no doubt. <clears throat> and that was uh, really, really, really poor on Danny Ings's uh, <clears throat> on Danny Ings. But listen, I mean, Adrian, in in, in terms of his poor clearance, I go back to what I said before. I think the, by and large, I think the team is trying to figure out what Adrian can and can't do well. And he's not Allison in the back, like full stop. He's not as good. And he had a couple issues in the last game. Like you mentioned the one in the first half, uh, which almost cost us, you know, goal. 
obviously the second one in the you know that he did in the second half was was the goal. I just think Van Dyke Van Dyke probably looked at that and said, okay, no nothing back to Adrian. Just take him out of the game. Let him focus on being a you know a goalkeeper, um, and we'll just we'll just sort this out you know on the back line. And if we have to kick it deep, we have to kick it deep. But I do think that uh, Adrian has to learn how to play with this team because, to be fair, West Ham wasn't playing anything out of the fucking back last year, (laughs) you know, and pretty much for most of his career, he was never playing with a side as good as Liverpool is right now. And that liked to play it out of the back and use the goalkeeper as an 11th player on the pitch. So this is kind of new territory for him. So I can see. I can see why, you know, it's going to take an adjustment to get used to this. Um, but, you know, we got away with it. And I think, by and large, the team is learning how to play with Adrian um, and not Allison. Let us get into looking ahead for this coming week. And I know every single player in our squad is looking for an entire seven days of rest or a normal week. After all, oh, all, God. all the summer international duty, Copa America, whatever, like our players need some time off, some time in the jacuzzi, maybe, or at the bar. Um, uh, well, Genie, Genie was sitting in Paris today, like chilling, like he was just chilling. <laughs> He's in Paris. He's taking pictures, putting it on his Instagram in Paris. I was like, oh, Genie, go get after kid. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, wonders never cease in terms of what happens next weekend. I mean, purely Arsenal are recording pods again. So, wow. Wow. (laughs) Jack Jack is back. Jack is back. (laughs) (laughs) On one end, purely Arsenal recording again. And on the other, Liverpool and Arsenal are at the top of the table. (laughs) Like, how do you figure? In in what (laughs) parallel universe does this happen? So, here we are back. Uh, They're still second, by the way. Yeah, they're still second. Yeah, goal (laughs) differential. It's great. We're undefeated in our last eight, but four wins, four draws. Coming in, Joey, like you got a lot of new names in that 11 for Emery, right? <laughs> no more Mustafi at the back, uh, David Luiz, but still probably an improvement over Mustafi. And you got Ma- <laughs> Maitland Niles, a bunch of young kids in the attack in the front three. Yeah, no doubt they're a better team than than last season. That's for sure, um, especially with the additions they brought in. They needed a center back. They brought in Louise, who, oddly enough, you know, you wouldn't say that's by no means his savior, but he's a really, really good, maybe the best ball-playing center back, one of maybe three in the Premier League. Um, and Arsenal like to play that way. They, um, they, they use, they'll use him a lot, for sure. Um, so... From that perspective, I think he fits in. Danny Ceballos, everyone's freaking out about him, but he did have a very good first game for them. Two assists. Um, yeah, I mean, he he controlled the game for them, bottom line. Uh, something that they've really needed for a while um, and kind of does a lot of things that Mesut Ozil doesn't. Um, <laughs> like I, actually show up and play? Like, right. <laughs> right. Take pictures with uh, dictators. I'm glad Tierney's still injured, even though he'd be a new addition getting used to the squad. I think he's a good left back, probably better than what they have right now. I mean, I think we can get at Monreal for sure. And I'm glad Bellerin's still injured because even though I don't think, I think he's a suspect defensively, he's, he's pretty good going forward. And I, I think we can get at um, Maitland-Niles as well. So what's up with, by the way, right backs with uh, double last name, Maitland Niles, Kyle Walker, Peters, Trent Alexander, Arnold, Aaron Juan Basaka. What the hell is going on? <laughs> but uh, I think I think we can get at him. Um, yeah, their, their defense is it's pretty crap. Um, Leno, he's a solid keeper, but he has a mistake in him. So hopefully we press him. Uh, there, I would not like to see a lineup like this. Is I think their strongest lineup would be Leno. And not not anyone who's like everyone who's fit at this moment. I think it'd be Leno, Maitland Niles, um, Socrates and Luis. I guess Monreal, just because he's <laughs> dead. at least he's good with the ball and and uh Klasinich is is just a, a bit of a hothead. You don't know what you're gonna get with him. Um, <laughs> I'd say I'd say if, if they go like uh 
I, if they put Torreira in midfield with Willock and then Ceballos ahead of them with Alba on the left, Pepe on the right, and Lacazette up top, that's a strong lineup, especially attacking wise. I mean, they're they have one of the best attacks in the league, top three in my opinion. I think I think it goes Liverpool, City, and then Arsenal. Now, I mean, if everything clicks. Uh, you saw Pepe get some minutes in the second half last game. I can see him starting and maybe getting 60 to 70. But, um, I mean, they're a scary attacking team. You just uh, Our defense has, has already been suspect this season. It hasn't yep. been great. Uh, a little worried about that. But, I mean, you, you, we got, I think we're going to have to score at least two to win this game. That's for sure. I don't think we're going to get away with a one nailer. They, they're probably going to put it in the back of the net at some point. Yeah, Painter, what do you make of this double pivot of Ceballos <laughs> and Guendouzi. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's good. Gives, um, gives Guendouzi a chance to bet in a little, take some pressure off young kid. I think it's, I think it's going to be more of the same. Like, you know, when Liver- when Arsenal come to Liverpool, they get absolutely walloped. And I don't think this is going to be any different. Um, I do think they'll get a goal because we haven't been strong defensively. And, you know, we'll concede a goal. That strike, that strike lineup is, you know, is very strong, as Joey mentioned. Um, but, you know, Bobby loves to score against Arsenal. I, I don't know what his stats are, but he had three last season at home. Um, basically toyed with their entire defense for the second one last year. Um, he just loves to score against Arsenal. I just... I just don't think Arsenal have the midfield. And I know Ceballos had a great game um, or a good game against um, or last weekend for Arsenal. But uh, defensively, he was absolutely roasted on the, the goal Arsenal gave up. Um, he, he got danced around with utter ease. And if he does that against our, you know, our players this, uh, this weekend, you know, it'll be, it'll be a, an ass whooping. I, I just, I just don't see how Arsenal come into this game, and with that Gundazi and whoever else you mentioned in the double pivot, I don't just see, I don't see how they can hang with, you know, our midfield, especially, you know, you're probably going to start Henderson, Genie, and Fabinho um, because that's pretty much been his go-to. You'll have Ox coming off the bench, um, but you'll go with the front three again. The same back line, probably. Maybe you might bring Gomez in because he he offers a you know a significant upgrade in pace, and you're going to need to have pace against you know Lacazette and Aubameyang. And then if you bring Pepe in, he's he's got a bit of pace too as well about him. Um, but I think for the most part, it, it's it's it picks itself for for Liverpool. Um, I just don't think their midfield is going to be up to the industry. Um, and, and pace and, and physicality that our midfield is going to bring to Depends the Depends if Torreira starts or not. Yeah, but even if Torreira starts, I mean, Bobby put him on his ass for his second goal last season. Yeah, he, I mean... He was awful last season against us at home. He was, he was, but but Fabinho was pretty brutal against them his first game out. So, I mean... True. Look, we just... We, we're going to have to... We have to do our best and not let them have possession because they're not... They're not uh, they can counterattack, but that's not their MO. And they like, if you've watched them a lot under Emery, he loves playing out of the back with the keeper. I think like if we press really high, we can force them to make a mistake in the back and take advantage of it. I just, but Joey, I, I just don't see, I don't see, uh, I just don't see a scenario where we let them move and you know, and get and get that fluid passing from. The ah, they will, the man. Front. They're gonna have they're gonna have some period in the I, game where they'll have that. Oh, I know well, it's of, course, airfield, of course, But like it, with their strike force, I would, I would be, a bit worried. Um, I mean, Lacazette just he he knows how to score goals in interesting scenarios and situations like the one from this past weekend. Great finisher. Yeah, Al- Alba Story just scores us. goals. Yeah, and 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 Aubameyang just scores goals. Bottom line, like the the guy's just electric, and he's he's in form right now. Um, Willock's been playing decent in the midfield for them. Look, I, I'm not, I'm not saying it's it's going to be uh, one of the, like the toughest game we played all season, just because it's also going to be at Anfield. But look, this is a side that I think is going to get in the top four this year. I think they'll take that that it, they'll they'll fight United. I think for that fourth spot. So. 
um, you know, they're, they're going to be tough competition. Um, and you just hope that, that, uh, that Anfield is, is going to help a lot with the momentum and just really taking control of the game. Well, I think it's a late, it's a late afternoon kickoff too. It's a five thirty yeah, kickoff. Yeah. Which Give means everybody Anf- a time in the boozer. Yeah, right. Exactly. Which means Anfield's going to be rocking. Um, and you know, Arsenal hasn't played a tough opponent yet this season. Uh, you know, we've played obviously city and Chelsea already this season. You know, we're, we're, we know what to expect. I just, I just think this is early in the season. I think this is a tough bridge for them to cross. Um, which is why I really fancy our chances this weekend to put a hiding on Arsenal. Yeah. Before we get out of here, I need a score prediction for both of you. Painter, since you're four, one, four, one, four, one done. You think we Handles. ship a goal? Yeah, we get, we're going to ship a goal. Cause as Joey mentioned, Lacazette and Aubameyang are going to get their chances and we haven't been solid defensively, which means we're going to give up a couple good chances. And those guys know how to take good chances and put them in the back of the net. Joey, what do you have? Three, two. Three, two. Whoa. Not just one, but two. God damn it, Joey. I can't handle a three, two that. It's you know, just weird. I, I don't remember the last time we've given up more than two goals, so it would be hard for me to say anything more than that. It's just it's weird how our defenses look this year. I, I don't feel right. – hopefully it will shape up, right. but there's something just like I can't pinpoint necessarily what it is. Obviously, the keeper's out, but I'm just in terms of – in general, there's something – off right now maybe it's the amount of games they played if they're if they're tired but you know the full week helps us we didn't have a mid-game week which which definitely helps liverpool get rested up and prepare for this one so hopefully they'll take advantage i'm gonna be i'm gonna go out on a wing and say two nil yeah baby clean right. cheat. Let, let's be honest <laughs> well, i'm assuming it's two nil for liverpool jeff <laughs> no <laughs> as if i would pick the other team yeah that's, this isn't purely arsenal right <laughs> I, I I think we've learned some lessons. I think Adrian comes in, plays a tidier game. Van Dyke has a full week of rest. He's got his de, you know backline defenders at full strength as well. Plus, I'm hoping Klopp picks a strong midfield, meaning Fabinho to start. And God help us, we get Keita walked out in the game. I, coming off injury, it's likely he won't play but you know ox ox was ox was plenty live uh, on the road at, at southampton so i like to see his progress week to week and i expect some this weekend before we get out boys i really appreciate you getting on i uh, wanted to give a quick shout out to all of our listeners that have been very patient that's my uh that's my nine month that's your poll. number one listener right that, there <laughs> you got it <laughs> working to put him through college there's my baby yeah <laughs> Just wanted to say hi to all of our listeners around the world. We've got a lot in the United States, but we've got plenty in the UK, Ireland, Norway. <laughs> Who knew Norway? Liverpool supporters in Norway were truly a big club. And we've got <laughs> listeners in the Middle East and in the South Pacific. We very much appreciate you continuing to make talk on your choice for Liverpool news and analysis. We'll be here Next time at, at the weekend, I'm not sure. Uh, Painter, instant analysis. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know if Ty- Tyler is going to be up for instant analysis. I think he's traveling, but I might pull a random in this week just because. Ooh. I, I might pull a random in. Oh, like your 20s, huh? Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> just, just like it. <laughs> uh, but I might pull a random in to do instant analysis with me this weekend, Jeff. Awesome. Well, listeners, stay tuned for that. But until next time, talk on. Talk on. Talk on. Talk on. Talk on.